What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well, as well as the, the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast. Just a great way to contribute to the sustainability and the growth of this thing. Cannot stress the importance of those reviews and I appreciate the hell 
out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. If you're not listening on iTunes, you can click follow or uh, like wherever you're listening. The podcast is available on Spotify now, and I've also been dropping a monthly playlist there as well, so I will put the links in the episode notes for those playlists, which are coming out every first of the month, trying to keep them spread out wide, genre-wise. And also in the episode notes, you can find the links for the Dan Cable Presents t-shirts and mugs. How is everyone doing out there? I am uh, about a week back now from my California road trip. I was gone for about three weeks and had the opportunity to spend some time with some friends and some family down there and also got to uh, see some parts of California that I had never seen even though I grew up there and spent a majority of my first 27 years in existence in that state so it's always uh it's nice when you're road tripping and you've got some extra time to uh, check out some spots that you haven't seen before and I hadn't been to San Luis Obispo since I was a teenager so this is my first time there as an adult and I think that might be my favorite place in California just an unreal spot and some very cool beaches just 10 minutes away from the downtown area which is a great little college town with a bunch of cool restaurants and shopping found uh a really cool record store there called Boo Boo Records. That was rad. Found this really amazing dispensary called uh, Megan's Mom's Dispensary. Just this rad spot where you could just walk in and, and just grab things off the shelf as if it was a, a candy store and hit this high street deli and had these lights out sandwiches. Uh, sounds like I'm doing an ad for San Luis Obispo, but really, if you, if you don't know, about this this spot in California it's uh it's prime time central coast of California and uh was one of my my favorite parts of the trip for sure and uh another thing I did while I was out about in California is I got a few podcasts in two of which have already been released the Calvin Valentine one which was a few weeks back and then last week's episode with Ben Jorgensen from Armor for Sleep. Those were both part of the uh, the California recordings I did, as well as the episode coming at you this week with Joey Barrow. We did this one out in Anaheim, Orange County, California, and uh, that is where Joey is from, and that is a an area that I spent so much time and as a kid playing ice hockey, that's where my teams were always based out of for the most part. So I uh, I spent at least a couple days a week in that area. So it was uh, it was cool to to cruise there, cruise down there, and and meet Joey at this brewery, and meet Joey at this brewery, and meet Joey at this brewery, brewery. I can't say brewery right now. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and meet Joey at this brewery. Incredible. I finally got it. 
and uh yeah we just hung out back there and i got to uh i got to hear about his his music background and and talk to him about this traditionist project and the new record that is not how it happened which is one of my my favorite records of the year for sure this is this is the uh the summertime jams this is uh definitely an album to add to your uh your backyard hangs playlist and uh all the tunes on this record are, are just so great and all of them could be a single and it was it was cool to hear about uh the recording of this one and and how Joey and Tim were able to uh connect with the rhythm section for Dawes an incredible band and and get those dudes on on this album this record just sounds so good, and I've been listening to it quite a bit. So I'm excited to to share this conversation, and uh, I just had a really good time hanging out with Joey and and getting to know him. Just a really sweet dude, and I love the music he's making. So we're gonna get into uh, this episode of the podcast momentarily. Don't forget about episodes of I Dig Records coming at you every other Wednesday in this feed. My cousin and I doing the deep dives on records. The most recent episode we did was on Bonnie Vare's 22 A Million. So that is in the feed available for you. And we will have a new one coming on this Wednesday. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. Like I said, fresh episodes with artists and conversation usually coming at you every Friday and if you are a Portland local and you want to come see some free music at Produce Row Cafe in Southeast Portland every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. and every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. free music out there and uh, this coming Sunday June 20th we got Free Tillman and Love Jones. They'll be doing some DJ sets, providing the beats. And then June 23rd, Fox and Bones Folk Duo will be there. June 27th, The Incredible Karen Ann. And June 30th, Rose Gerber will be there with a brand new trio, Folky Americana Vibes. So that should be a good one as well. The Produce Row Instagram handle is in the episode notes as well as the website so you can keep up with the calendar there but every Wednesday night and every Sunday free music over there and uh, some upcoming dance parties also going on some bigger ticketed events dance parties throughout the night are uh, are about to take place there as well until then we are going to get into episode 259 stoked to share my conversation with Joey Barrow the traditionist check out this new record that he just recently put out it's called that is not how it happened and we're gonna kick it off with one of my favorite tracks off the record this one's called dream car let's do the damn thing
jump into this thing if you are ready to do so, Joey. Yep. I don't think that the lovely people can hear the uh, the lawnmower, the leaf blower. Ever, so ever present. Really, Always. Really perfect here. Um, fuck, man. I'm stoked to to chat with you. I've been listening to your, your new record quite a bit. This this is not how it happened. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's... Uh, it's become one of my my favorite things that has come out this year, and Very I know nice. it's only like a couple weeks old to the world. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that lasts. I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of year left. It's uh, <laughs> it's like one of those records that is great for like any sort of laid back hang. I feel like like I was up in Sacramento last weekend hanging with some friends by the pool, doing some grilling. And I got the aux cord, and someone gave me the rights to the Bluetooth speaker, and and I knew exactly what I was putting on. I was putting on this traditionist record. Oh, good. That that that's good. That's what it's meant to do. I feel like it's like one of those things where you don't have to worry about skipping a tune. Like the whole thing rides super smooth all the way through. Yeah, I think uh, when we, I think that is like the cohesive part of it. That's the strain. Is the, is the vibe of. And a lot of that's Tim, um, you know, Tim Bloom, he's produced it. And because um, the songs themselves are kind of, they're, they're all sort of different from each other, at least from my perspective and as the songwriter. But somehow that thread of just that sound comes through and some of it comes from the drums. And But I think sonically it, 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 it reads as like one whole rather than just a bunch of weird songs, which in my view, that's kind of how it was coming out, coming out of the gate. Yeah. Um Tom Petty is is one of my favorite people of all time, and I feel like your listening to your music evokes a, a similar feeling to me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love I love Tom Petty. I I you're the not the first person to say that about this one, which is interesting because I I I mean obviously I think the roots of my music has come through with with you know from Petty maybe I don't know. There's part of that, but I've never had people like actually directly say that 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 something in there is is inspiring them or or making them think of tom petty which is never that's always great i mean it's always a good thing to be yeah have that connection it's not it's not even like a you know a pinpoint sound it's not something where i'm like oh joey's voice reminds me of petty's necessarily i think it's more of like a general attitude in right. the in the song i suppose that's better too i i think that's that's good for sure <laughs> yeah. um but take me back to to the beginnings of this thing, man. Like, how did you get into uh, playing music and, and writing tunes of your own? So, so way back. Way, way back. Let's way, go. Way back. Let's do the thing. <laughs> um, so, I, I, well, I guess to, to breathe, I don't want to make it too long, but um, I started in, in, well, I started in high school, you know, playing and, you know, with friends and just playing guitars and stuff whenever I was we tried to form a couple of bands it never worked out and then I ended up uh I went to college in Santa Barbara UCSB and um in Isla Vista they had quite the scene there for music musicians and bands and I hooked up with some dudes and we had a college band and and um played a bunch of house parties and um you know at, at that point I was still you know young and learning and and uh it was a I was great times we could sort of cut our teeth on those just raging parties in santa barbara and keggers and you know that whole thing and um 
Were you writing a lot of the, the songs I w- you were playing I was. at that time? I wasn't singing. Um, I was kind of doing some singing. We had a singer, and, uh, you know, it was fun. We had all, it was a group of friends. We had, like, seven or eight people in the band at certain times. It was kind of one of those things, just a big party. And and uh, and then it wasn't until after college I moved. We moved down. I, I, I moved to Orange County. Some of the other guys moved to L.A., and we started um, – kind of just different formations of different bands and I was writing and then I started kind of taking more I don't know just singing more and and um so that that happened and then at some point it was like okay I'm gonna I I think we can I can be the guy and so I started writing songs and then through a couple bands I think um ultimately that led up to like there's some guys that I still play with that I played with in in college um which is kind of fun. It's really good to keep those old relationships with friends. And, um, but then in 2007 or eight ish, I started playing or I, I started the traditionist, which is basically as it turns out, I, you know, it's, I've just been working with Tim Bloom. I think I, I did one EP with my cousin, um, Anthony Barrow, who's a he, great musician and producer, and he's helped out with some of my other projects and things. But, but Tim and I are, are really like, the way we operate is the traditionist. It just so happened. Like I just even, you know, going back to 2007 or nine or whatever, we, um, I just bring songs and I think it's a good chance for him to not, you know, work on his own songs. Cause of course he's in, you know, the mother hips and he's got his own musical career. And, um, so we just lay down the songs and then we kind of just really like paint on top of them. You know, there was a lot of it was overdub stuff and even this one we did you know it was um live with drum and bass and then um we overdubbed pretty pretty much everything after that and like scattered sessions so um yeah that's cool i actually did some recent recordings where that wasn't the case but so we just did a band and it was all out and fairly minimal overdub so that's kind of exciting just coming down the road but um yeah so i anyway the traditionist um at some point I hooked up with Tim Bloom and that's like, we've done, I think this is our third record together, which is, um, kind of weird, but we have a good time and it works. We never have, I mean, we have some roadblocks that, but they're both, it's not like he's roadblocking me or I'm roadblocking him. We're just kind of in it together and, yeah. and it, it's just a, it, we vibe really well. So it, it, and it's, you know, he's amazing. Like he's just a great musician, great dude. And, uh, it's a he's a good guy to work with I, I have fun with all of these it's so exciting to do it so when you started the traditionist project is that when you started like being pretty confident in the the songwriting that you were doing on your own yeah no I, well i was i was in a band called the antiques before that was kind of when i really started and and that that band had some different type of uh I don't know, like for formations. So there's a couple of guys who came and left and, and I, but I was always kind of the point person on that, writing the songs and kind of giving the direction of where it went. And then the traditionist, the traditionist is still kind of like a way for me to like, it's not, I wouldn't say, I mean, it is my solo stuff, I guess that's what, if that's what it's called, but it's more just kind of timing. Like is the time right? And I have songs that I'm always working on and I'll just choose whatever I'm working on at the time and we'll, and I'll go with that. Um, it just so happens that Tim, he had, I think we took some time because I was doing stuff and then Tim was 
doing a bunch of his own stuff with the Gramblers and things like that. So I didn't talk for a few years. And then out of the blue, we got back together and we did Narratives, which was the second album. The first one we did up mainly up in San Francisco. We started in Tim's like, he had like a, he was renting like a small room and we started there and then he had a studio with Jackie Green and um, in, in uh, the Mission District. And we, we were, we were there for a little bit and then we wrapped up that record and then the second record I did in his house in um, San Anselmo. We just did the whole thing with a drum drum machine, an old analog drum machine and did a bunch of overdubs and everything was in his house. But, you know, so I live in Southern California. He's up in Northern California. So a lot of driving, you know, for me and uh, a lot of sleeping in my van, like during the sessions. And uh, I don't know, I, don't, I guess, it gets cold up there sometimes, but it's it's cool. It works. Yeah. Do you like some of that aspect of some of the gritty nature to <laughs> yeah. making the drives well, and crashing funny. in the van? I just did a session up there in, I think it was like just November. And uh, and then I've gone up a few times since then. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like, I love it actually. I do love sleeping in the van and, and I mean, we're in his house all, all day and all night. And then, and then at, at the end of the night when I have to sleep, I'll go down and sleep in my van. But like, just as I finished that, those sessions, he like, he just now finished his, his like guest room up there. So it's like, just as I was done, he now has the, uh, the guest room, you know, polished up. So he timed it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did that on purpose. That's exactly, exactly right. Is it a, uh pretty easy for you to like share your tunes with somebody and then hear their ideas out on them rather than being like really attached to maybe your initial ideas for songs yeah i think it's i i think it's pretty easy for me i do think that that's one of the special dynamics that that tim and i have we we there, it doesn't come up that often. He, it's just kind of like I'll throw it out there and then we roll with it. And, and mostly, you know, his suggestions I, I usually really respect. And, and so it never comes to that, that impasse where we're just where we're stuck or, or like where I'm like, no, I can't do that. I've done that a couple times. I, I literally could probably count on my on, on one hand how many times I've done it. But because sometimes I just have that feeling where like, no, I, I know this is exactly how I want it. And if I don't do it this way, I'll regret it later, you know, yeah. cause I've done that. I've done that before. And, um, but he's, you know, like I said, with the working relationship, it, it works. And, um, he sort I think he knows that about me now. Like, it's just like, he can pick up when I'm, when I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but usually I, if he makes a suggestion, I'm usually very alert to his, you know, to why he's doing it. And, and then in retrospect, I'm usually just very grateful that he, he makes those suggestions because he's just, he's awesome too. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he does it, he, he writes himself, you know, like, so, and then he's in this crazy band that I love and respect. And so it's, it's easy for me to accept the ideas. Right. I'm sure he, uh, adds some color that you didn't know could even be there at times as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's kind of one of the funnest parts of the whole experience is just he's you know exploring the sounds guitar tones and and uh we'll both we both have ideas that come to us but tim one of his just strengths is is kind of just 
pinpointing that sound, you know, like, oh, we need this guitar, you know, and I, I could say something that's very simple, you know, simplistic version of explaining what that sound is. And he'll just make that come to life with a, you know, a certain pedal or something that he has. And, um, so that's, that's, that's where it, it goes really smoothly. And I just love like, that's the creative, you know, p part of it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Are you, uh, is it surprising to you at all that, that you have just kind of kept going on this and that it's been like obviously important to you to, to keep putting music out throughout your life? Like, did you imagine that when you first started jamming with friends in high school? No, not certainly not. I, I did. Once I really started going, I, I didn't see how it would stop and I still don't see that. Like I kind of like, I did make that commitment to myself or pretty early. Like I knew, like, I just love doing that. So why would I stop, you know, money or no money or whatever? I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I'm writing songs in my, in my room, you know, and, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that it's still happening. I don't know. I guess, you know, I, I thought it would take me wherever it would and, and, and I'm still doing it and still putting it out and I'm still get, you know, still get a little nervous playing a new song for someone or, or you know, trying to figure stuff out get frustrated, get get happy you know it's all it's all part of it it's the same way i felt when i was you know young 20 yeah <laughs> for sure just like a very important outlet to you i would imagine as well yeah yeah and and now you know i it's just i like it leaving something behind is nice it's a good thing it's a good feeling like i'm putting it out there and um the older i get the, the better like you know i won't i guess when i was younger i'd get a little more insecure or something about how you know oh sharing and now it's it's not that i don't have some of those feelings but i i love just knowing that i've i've completed it and it's done and and it's it's out there for the sharing yeah and uh i gotta imagine it's cool to even just get to like reflect on on records that you made 10 years ago like the the first traditionist album, <laughs> yeah which I, I've, which I think has some some great tunes on there just overall i really i really enjoy your your lyrics thank you that's yeah i you know i i get some of those older records some of the recordings i did i get a little overly insecure it's hard for me <laughs> to even listen to some things that i did a long time ago i could still listen to certain things that that first one season to season i still do and yeah like certain songs kind of resonate with me more but um I feel like most of what I did, I've done as the traditionist, I'm quite proud of, and I can listen back and be like, eh, yeah, that's, that was where I was at that during that time. And that's great by me. If I, if I can feel that way, that's all I'm really trying to do. Yeah. Did you pick up any other instruments along the way? I know you said you started I, with the guitar, but is that like, is that you on the, on the keys I'm, at all? On I the can, record? I, uh, some of the stuff and, uh, mostly Tim on keys. I'm pretty bad. Um, but I, I dabble. I, I wouldn't, you know, I, some things and some little parts, um, you know, the synthesizer stuff, we take turns and we, we generally take turns at most of the things. Um, I've laid down some of the bass lines on some of the songs. And so I can, we can bounce around. Um, he's, um, more ambidextrous in that way than I am. Um, little, you know, I just, I try to lend my my abilities to where they where they're suited. I can't. I but I wouldn't call myself anything near a piano player or even a bass player. But I can 
try my best when it's when it's needed. But you like use keys for uh, as as a writing tool at all, or is it always I, done on yeah. a guitar? No, just recently I I did, and uh, I wrote I wrote one on a, on piano, not for this one, but for the stuff I just did re- just now, and um, and that that was cool. I didn't end up playing them. I didn't play the the final piano part. I think I played like one little little section, but um, you know, I at some point I have to I have to trust that that i'm probably like it's probably better to make the decision to let somebody who knows a little bit more about what they're doing yeah it's just for a record you know i could probably do it if i had to do it live or something but it's different but if there's a better person in the room to do the job <laughs> exactly. might as well let them do the thing right yeah, exactly, exactly especially if it's going to live forever right. on that, yeah, yeah, on that record yeah yeah i just uh i'm always curious about somebody that's you know been playing music as as long as you and and just like wanting to continue writing tunes is like oh how important it can be to be able to add another tool to the to the tool belt like picking up another instrument that you can write on so you're not always locked into maybe having to start something on a guitar yeah that was one of the beauties of of you know uh, one of the you know small beauties of being on that this lockdown thing was i got a little more time and i was able to you know explore just different different things the piano and guitar and i i i kind of dove in a little bit to like just home recording stuff and pro tools and all that so it's it's been good but um but i still just gravitate back to the guitar i still like i love like new guitars if i can afford afford one you know i just i'm always dreaming of of my next guitar and mainly just because i you know i know that that's guaranteed i'm gonna write like five new songs on a new guitar because it just happens and so i think about that often and um and how much money i don't have and so i, I, <laughs> I just dream about having new guitars but um but no guitar is my thing and then i, I and I'll, I'll do like a lot of just writing just without an instrument just lyrics yeah lyrics are just in my head you know i i can write a, like have a rhythm or a concept and, and then i can go with that and so it's it's a lot of times the songs not always, but but a lot of times Brian will start from like a poem that I that I, you know, stumbled stumbled upon, and then I'll kind of construct it like like an architect would, kind of make it stand up, kind of thing. Yeah. Do you uh, when you're maybe writing that early poem, or just like those initial lyrics, is there always some sort of like melody or rhythm in your head? sometimes and sometimes the the melody that i have in my head might just change once i pick up an instrument right um so i just don't i don't really and that you know sometimes there's a melody that has a strict a strict ver, you know verse or chorus or something that i that i'm like that's it that's it i have to find it on guitar and then i just i learn how to play the guitar to that melody of course but a lot of times it'll just be like no you know, I just let it all go, and, and wherever it takes me, it takes me. And then I have to reconstruct elite lines and do all this, yeah. you know, this editing, really. But um, but then sometimes it's like I stick to the poem, and that's, that gives it some of the beauty. Some of my lines are oddly, they come out, like, strangely. Uh, there's a strange rhythm to it. Maybe there's, like, more words than uh. not or something in that, and I kind of will stick to it just on purpose. I wonder if that, like, attributes to some of the, the cool turns of phrase that that come up in in the record sometimes or the yeah, things i appreciate I, at least are, are I hope, is I, your, like 
your delivery and like maybe dragging on something or holding holding on to a word that yeah. like helps propel the next line. I've had that feedback from people um, over the years. That that's uh, and and a lot of times when people say things like that, I don't necessarily always follow exactly because to me it's natural, right. you know, but. But but maybe it's it's not always natural, you know. And and I and I've played with other <clears throat> other musicians who, you know, if I'm trying to explain the phrase to them, they'd be like, "Oh, that's interesting. Like, why would you?" And then and then it and then they do it, and then we get into it, and then, and then and then it seems to make sense later. But I don't think about those lines. Those when I do do that, that is not something that is conscious. I, yeah. I just that's that's a definitely just came out for sure. That's the best. I couldn't way try to do, to do it do. if I if I yeah I mean. I think that that's why there is like the the cool feel to it because it's not necessarily like a thought out thing. It's just right. like, oh, this is how it happens. That's the best. Those are the best. Those are the best ideas anyway. I think I, uh, it's a nice helicopter above. It's not really bleeding too much into the mics, but yeah, I think I, I just get like an undeniable authenticity to the tunes and them on the record and uh like there seems to be a lot of soul behind uh the tunes and and it's not necessarily like you always going for it like full voice like you can be in your quieter more low-key delivery and i can still feel that authenticity in the tunes i'm, I'm glad i yeah I, I think when i i mean sometimes it's nice to sing out but um Sometimes it's not, I don't think that's necessarily where my soul, soulfulness lies always. Sometimes it's good. Usually it comes out in a yell or something, you know, if I, if I'm like that, not so much like singing loudness. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, mo it's like primary focus is for me is just the, the lyrics. And, you know, if I, if, if I can't believe in what I'm really saying, then it's just not, it's, it's not good. It, you know, I'll regret it later. And, and I didn't learn that when I was total, when I, you know, a long time, I, it took me a bit to learn that. And it was kind of like, okay, if I'm not, if I know I'm not going to be confident in this lyric, then I can't, then I shouldn't even say it. Yeah. And I think that that comes across. And I think that there's like a very cool balance between, um, some mystery in the, in the lyrics, but also sometimes, you know, you can just kind of pick up on things and, um, thinking about that trembling hand song i think yeah. that is like the sentiment of that that hook of just like a trembling hand will let you fall yeah it, right like it's right. so great yeah thank you well that's cool i i like yeah that thought was um that song actually came out just that was one of those where i just picked up the guitar and just played and it was like everything just fell into place right away like you know from beginning to end verses just came out and choruses and then the, the the bridge was like it's not like it all came out once it was like just everything fell into place one by one when i needed it you know and uh yeah i like that i like that thought that the idea of like a trembling i always like picture someone like over a cliff or something like reaching out their hand and if they're shaking it you know if they can't if they right. can't get it together and they're nervous or something that it's not gonna work for sure and then <laughs> just thinking about that in relation to like a relationship whether it's like yeah. romantic or just Absolutely. a friendship or, sure yeah you know, family whatever yeah yeah or some you know even like a tragedy or something it's like if you need some reliance sometimes and 
a hand that's not going to shake, shake around. That is not how it happened. Those were not the events. And that was not the outcome. That is not how it went. But that's the only impression that I ever get. I forget, I forget. And it's a trembling hand that lets you fall. A trembling hand that lets you fall. And it's a trembling hand that lets you fall. But I'm not at all shaking. There is only beginning And that'll never change You can't live it down You can't break the cage But that's the only expression That you ever make I'm awake, I'm awake And it's a trembling hand that lets you fall A trembling hand yeah, I think I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like moments on the record, like lyrically and musically that I look forward to with each song. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, the, I was nervous. The songs are, like I said, they sort of are piecemealed a little bit. Like some of them are older songs and then some of them are newer and, and, um, <clears throat> Tremblin' Hand was one that I've actually, I, I've had recorded before around the same time with, um, fiction on fiction which is a band that i i put some friends like yeah. i said from college and um i checked that stuff out man yeah we we it's cool we did some a couple eps recently and um trembling hand was one of those it's kind of a different key and at the time i was recording i just kind of did i was thinking man it's cool to sing this one sort of soft and in a different key and then i sing it out loud with the band and and uh I think both versions. I, I'm. I, I think they're both great. They both came out pretty solid, and uh, I do like the the guitar tones. And you know, in in the the traditionist version, it's just kind of got that just strict guitar lick at the beginning, and I and I that was enjoyable to find. Be there, shine. That's mm -hmm. another record. Mm -hmm. That's another one that you've done on the uh, fiction. Yeah, that's, record, that's right? the other. Yep, those are the two two that I. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I, I didn't, I, I don't really do that often. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I think I like recording new songs that have never been recorded before. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did it, you know, in a different key. And I try to, you know, give it a different vibe. And, and each way is fun. It's, it's more like the process that it, it takes. And then the, as long as I can kind of like, the key with that is is to not like I'm not trying to emulate either one. Yeah, you know I, I want each one to be its own, its own path, even though it's the same song, which is right. a kind of a. It was a cool experience. I like doing it. I don't know if I'll make a habit of it, but I I thought it was cool to do it this time around. Yeah, I, th I think uh, it's definitely a different take on the tune. I would imagine that you know you're you're working with Tim on the tune, which you didn't before. Exactly. So I would imagine he's you know, throwing his ideas at it as well. Yep. And I usually don't tell him, you know, if, if I, if it's been recorded before, I won't say anything. Oh, so he's not like hearing this previously recorded. No, even. he's not hearing anything and he doesn't even know that it has been, you know? So he, I mean, maybe if he's heard it, but I doubt well, he knows that now. He's going I mean, around. Yeah. He probably thinks you're a liar now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> yeah. He, he's, uh, 
I try well only because and if it was I mean not not because it's him but anybody if if I feel like that could change the dynamic you know if I if I'm the only one with with the secret then it's it's not really a secret it's like yeah. it's just it doesn't need to be spoken no I feel that man it's I mean I think that's even it's true of what I've encountered even having these conversations is I don't really I will try to do as least amount of digging on things that have been written about whoever I'm talking to, because I'm not, I don't necessarily like want to lead into some shit that I've already read about and know about now. I mean, some of those things are unavoidable and there's like maybe some things that I will find that I want to know more about and maybe take a different angle on. But yeah, if you, it's, it's weird for me to sit here and ask questions that I know answers to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and with, it's it's like its own river you know our own little stream off a river and i I feel like with songs it's like i'm i'm not trying i don't want to try to like i'm not re-recording a song you know i i I mean that's that happens but i don't that's not really a goal of mine i don't want to re-record a song like i I, it's it's it is what it what it is and and we can leave it there but if i'm gonna do it i think like certain little techniques like changing the key or you know, changing the positioning, the, how I sing it and stuff like that. That, that all makes, a, that, that all makes me kind of just change my entire mindset. So that helps too. But yeah, I want it to be its own, its own existence, even though it's the same song, which is, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's for, it's not for, not for lack of, you know, material. Cause I, I, the songs are there, but I had to, I wanted to do that with those two songs. Yeah. And they seem to fit really well in the context of the other songs, right. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Uh, I really also on the self-titled fiction nonfiction. I really dig that all that racket song. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a very cool that's a song. crowd. That's a that's one that's goes really well live. I love that. That might be one that I that I venture into re-recording. Actually, now that you think that you say it's a good one. By the time you can see it, you're confused And anytime you're around here, I'm free Let your door be a revolver and aim it at me As to what might have been, oh that's childish As if we weren't all psychos to begin with As if we Feel like all those uh the college years of playing the keggers and stuff made you real comfortable with being on stage and, and playing in front of people yeah definitely i i you know i'm not i don't i'm not like a i'm not you know performers per se is it, performance artist isn't like my 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 jam I, I i like it i love playing live um but yeah those shows those parties i mean anything can happen and it, it, venues still too and that happens but those parties were, you know, there were, you know, like just crazy stuff would happen, you know, people on roofs and, and people, you know, rolling up like a, like a mic cable after it's like a microphone went out and there's like vomit on it and you're getting it all over your hands (laughs) and your arm. And 
I mean, that's the kind of, you know, and it sort of just prepares you for just the nonsense of, yeah. of anything happening. And, at, I, you know, so it's just kid, kid stuff, but, um, but it helped. Yeah, it definitely helped. Will you play much now solo acoustic or anything like that? Like shows? Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously I will, not yeah. currently um, yeah, during currently, the yeah. pandemic, but right. like prior to this. Right. Yeah. Is, is um, there quite a few of those types of gigs for you where you are playing not solo? Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. I, I, I usually, I, I'll do it and I have done it. And, um, but I, 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 there's something in playing with other people that I love and, and, you know, whether it's a one, one other guitar, like a buddy or, or if it's, you know, a full band. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do love performing. I just don't know if that's like my, I'm like, wasn't born to perform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, there's the, the communal experience, I suppose, of yeah. playing oh, with yeah. other people. And I think, you know, having other people on stage singing with you and whatnot, I think some of those harmonies like really come through on, on this new record too. Or yeah. We have like, a lot. Oh, yeah, this feels fucking really cool. It feels like the band or like some of those killer Eagles harmonies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And t- I mean, that's part, that's a partially Tim. It's me too. But I mean, we, we get in there and we have fun. It's like my favorite part is, is getting, getting the song ready to where we can just have fun. It's, you know, with, with vocals. I mean, that's just like my favorite thing to do is, harmonies and getting in like a zone with lead vocals and i just it's it's the best it's like you know it's like the recess of of a school day it's like that's what vocals are to me and then harmonies thinking about new harmonies and then hearing them back and going oh like you know that's something i never thought could happen and now it's there and it's awesome you know that's a that's like the best that's such a rewarding feeling with making making recordings did you feel like there was any any sort of different approach with making this record with Tim? Obviously, you know, it's just you two at it again, but I know <laughs> no, oh, also yeah. you got the, the rhythm section of the Dawes fellas. Yeah, that, that was, um, that was really cool. And, um, I think we don't, it, 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 it's weird cause we don't consciously try to, we're not like, okay, what can we do that's different on this, on this record? But, but we kind of do naturally, um, we're just we the, the ship is sort of guided by that instinct where each one is sort of different. And so like the first one we did, it was just it was me and then um, and Tim in the studio, and it was really early and, and pretty raw. Um, this that, the, the that, season to season. That record? was the season to season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you lean into some sad boy vibes on that. Sad boy. Like yeah, some, a little bit. Like especially yeah, on yeah. only a nightmare. Little heartbroken. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, a little fucking yeah. Elliot Smith almost yeah, in there. You yeah. Know? I don't, yeah, a little more um, emotional. A little raw. I'm into it. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they were. And can't we try to turn the pages? Cause we lost our love when you said you needed to grow And I said how come, you said I don't know Cause every afternoon I'd call to see how you were Or maybe to hear that you need me And ask you what you bought or what someone else had said Oh it'll be okay baby only in your head Cause you love me more than anyone would see And I told you that you'd leave me But you never agree And I never think no look nor blame 
munching, hanging on Cause my dreams are still breaking down with the dawn But it had its kind of own unique feel, and uh, then we got, and, and then we were also kind of just feeling out what the heck, what are we doing? And um, you know, every record has that that this, this old Juno synthesizer on it. Yeah. We love to, and at yeah. this point, it's like we we have to put it in there because it's it's like sort of a signature type thing, which is funny. Doesn't seem to like get boring to me though that it like continues to appear. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, me hey, neither. This is part of the know, fucking I'm glad, thing. I'm glad that communicates because I. I Every time it's like, should we try the Juno? And it's it's always the answer is always like yes, like let's give it a go. Um, and you know, I think part of that is not being confined to a specific sound, and it's almost like that, you know, eclecticism is what is becoming the sound, sort of. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, maybe that's hopeful or wishful thinking, but but no. So then the narratives had that drum machine that we went with, you know, and um, so that kind of created its own vibe and sound, and I loved that too. It was, it didn't. I didn't think it. It came off like this thumping, you know, '80s drum machine stuff. It was. It was like more like um, JJ Kale, yeah, early dude, '70s types thing. That naturally record, that JJ yeah, Kale, yeah. is like something I got turned on to in the last couple years. Yeah, and I've done some deep dives on that thing, and to like find out how much drum machine was used yeah. for that era of music, right. and to not make it sound cheesy. Yeah, is. Yeah, that's it's that, that same feel is it's that same drum machine. It's that Acer, that that analog just looks like this big, huge beast of a drum machine with these big push buttons. And and um, it was funny because when we did that, you know, the drum machine is supposed to keep time, but since it's analog and old, it it was just all over the place. So it we used it, but then we had to like cut it up to make sure that it was. It, we were like keeping the drum machine in check, <laughs> like tempo. Um, so that was narratives and then this one we we attack we were like okay let's actually get you know a rhythm section like let's have a a real drummer and a real bass player and and um tim tim had been working with those dudes for one of his records at some point and i never really thought that that was an option to just like get some dudes from dawes to play yeah it's it's a pretty big step and and uh those you know those guys are you know at this point like monsters in in the stuff but i was like sure you know let's do it okay well I'll do it and um so we did those you know everything that's on this record all the drums bass we did it at a studio in la um york studios which is a great little spot just a little you know little studio upstairs with a with a room and then a, a control room and and those guys were were excellent like just total pros and they came in and I sent them demos and, you know, lyrics and stuff. And, and, um, like I quickly realized when I got there that no one, no one in the room had listened to the, anything. And, <laughs> and, and I, and I was like, okay, all right, well, let's, it is, we're here, you know? And, uh, and it was like, I played the song, you know, one, I mean, literally with headphones, everybody's already mic'd up. We, and we would, we just jammed the song, you know, two or three times and then a couple notes. And then we'd take, you know, three to six takes and that was it so it's kind of like that level where it's it's not we're not we didn't spend weeks trying to like sculpt the songs it yeah. was just like okay they those guys learn the songs in in less than an hour and then we bust it out 
it's obviously like the the way that they like to work also and not maybe maybe exactly. just not have the time to geek out on those songs for too long sure. and just go straight for Absolutely. what feels right that yeah. day yeah and, and they know their ability level you know so they know that they can they can do that like it, it wouldn't work if if they if they couldn't do it then it wouldn't work but right they they know they can and and so i didn't i didn't I thought it was cool, you know, because then, then it's just fresh. And actually, my, my latest experience with I just worked with a few musicians, um, and they, they were kind of the same way. It's, it, it makes for a fresh, fresh take, you know. It's like what they're here. It's, it's really like what is, what's their first impact, in, first impression, and then, and then I think there is some, some energy to that, too. And, yeah. And Griffin, you know, the drummer, um, in, in many ways, I'd say, I, you know, he, he kind of directed the vibe of, of, of the of the album you know song by song and and just um because a lot of his drum beats wouldn't wouldn't have been where i thought the song mm. would have gone um and him and tim did a lot of kind of talking and sculpting and of course i was in there too but but it was um yeah it was cool to see see both of those dudes work and how they they're just they're really you know just professional musicians funny as funny as hell and it was good. I was just in there laughing the whole time. I mean, Tim and I were just laughing, <laughs> laughing. I don't know. We get, we're, we're not comedians, Tim, Tim and I, but we, we laugh, but those guys are like, they should be on stage. They, they could yeah. go on tour. Yeah. It's always fun being in the room with people like that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I got, you know, you're not, uh, you're not just bringing in a bass player and a drummer. You're bringing in like a rhythm section that knows each other exactly. and has been yeah. locked in. Yeah. Like, and that's part of their humor too. Like they know, yeah. <laughs> they know where they're going, you know, they, they, they know what works for each other and, and, uh, like, like any friendship, you know, would, but yeah, they, and that was definitely felt musically too. And so it was, it was, a, it was a good, uh, it was a good time. And then, and then, like I said, we took what we did in LA, we just took those, those those tracks and then and then I, I would drive up like you know three days here three days there and just be up north and laying them down in tim's in tim's house so it, was, it works yeah man the drums and the bass on the record definitely uh have a punchiness to them that are just fucking great it's cool it's it's, it's different i re i really enjoy it too it's it's kind of um it's not entirely straight ahead, you know. Not, like I said, not what I what I expected in by in, in many ways on many songs. Let's talk Betsy Havens. That yep. song to me is like a, a mandatory road trip song now. Like yeah. that should be on everybody's <laughs> road trip uh, playlists. That's cool. For yeah, sure. It's uh, got that vibe. Love the keys on that one. Keys, yeah, that's the kind of a bridge instrumental thing, and um, and the drums on that are, are again like that's that sort of creates that that um, that complexion is it's kind of, kind of like has that um, like Paul Simon type thing happening. Yeah. And there's something in there, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on. I don't even know what the heck what the <laughs> heck it is at this point. I, I've forgotten, but there's a lot happening, and. Uh, but yeah, that one came out really nice. It was it was fun. That was I think that was the first one that we might have done actually the, the session. And so there's kind of something special about that, even though it's song three. But it's yeah, you know. I love that line of uh, she left her sense of direction on the train. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Where did yeah. that character come from? 
I, I just I had the, the the name. I just thought it was funny play on like you know Heaven's the Betsy and and not the, I mean that that phrase has been played on before, but I just thought it was like oh like what if that's a girl's name like and then and then it just and then I was just like oh imagining her taking off or something and and all these different experiences and and that was it. It was just like oh well, I don't know the verses came out and that's what what I ended up. Now Betsy Heaven's on a far she left her sense of direction on the train And when she went back It was shining like lightning Through the window like time for a change And higher up the hill Now and deeper down the road She was held by the blue mountain air and At the sound of something moving Through the wind within the trees She was singing out like no Is it pretty easy for you to write from uh, like a character's perspective outside of your own point of view? I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't, it's not like totally necessarily natural, but I love, I love doing that. Um, I want to do more of that. Um, I did it with uh, that song Mid River on Narratives, yeah. uh, the album before this latest one. And um, that persona that I took was like the persona of water itself. So like I'm I'm I am the water, <laughs> and uh, that was fun. It was kind of like the first time I've I've like, like, I don't know, done that. And and I and I had a really it, it kind of it's something like emotionally took the pressure off of me. You know, mm -hmm. like it takes the pressure off a little bit when you assume when you assume the persona of something, especially if it's like something as abstract as water, where it's like, what you know, right? I don't like. I've yet to, and I get a little wary about doing that with like where I think I've heard some songwriters take the persona of like a, a girl, like even saying like what she's thinking and stuff. And it's, I get really, that's like a big risk to me. Cause it's like, how do I ever know? Like, I still don't know what, what, you know, my wife is thinking, like, how can I, yeah, how or, can I, how can, yeah, I, mean, how can I make judgments about what women are ever thinking? Cause I, I'm, I'm really not. I'm not very good at doing that ever. Yeah, and even outside of like gender, just how do you like place upon what anybody is thinking exactly. outside of your, yeah, right. your own head? That's why those you know? inanimate objects are good. Like I kind of find like that's a good one to you know. Okay, water. Those are like fundamental principles that it has to follow, and then I can I can make it sort of abstract as it goes. Now Betsy, Betsy Heavens was more like a almost like a movie character. You know, yeah. like it wasn't like a like I wasn't thinking of a real a real girl. You know, it was yeah. like oh she's like a, this a, this movie plot line where she's like driving away and she's running away and she's I don't know f you know trying to seek out her whatever her dreams or something like that yeah is that something that will uh, inspire things you know just even watching a movie or like a TV show and kind of just like diving deeper into a character or maybe just yeah a line that gets said and yeah. you, you kind of yeah. take off from there yeah definitely yeah I mean I'm I don't know if I could pinpoint or think of one on the spot, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, a good movie where I'm, I 
something happens, something's triggered and I get inspired. And then next thing I know, I'm like missing the next 20 minutes of the movie because I'm writing a, <laughs> yeah. a poem or something. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. You're I mean, kind of always writing shit down too. Just I am, fragmented yeah. lines here and there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like my, my notes in my phone and my, my recordings in my phone are like in the thousands. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's like, <laughs> and I have to, I make my main goal is I, I always try to title them, you know, so that I can, reference back and if i don't like if i if it just says like new recording 385 or something it's like how how do i ever keep track so i have to i have to categorize and and um but it's i i'm not complaining because it's better than a pen and paper you know pad of paper that would you know i i was doing that early on and i actually write most of my stuff on the computer now it's I, i can't it's too slow like i have to like if i'm editing and really working on a song like i i i need to get it where I can just like quickly edit or save and I'm not erasing and I'm not, you know, I don't have pieces of paper all over the place that could get lost. And so I'm more computer. I, I made that, I made that leap like quite a while ago. Yeah. I think, I mean, at least for me as well, I think that I can much more quickly put my thoughts down on a, a notes memo on my phone or on the computer rather than me like handwriting something. Right. I think the only benefit to maybe handwriting it is maybe it's sticking in my memory more because I wrote it down or it's like sometimes it's nice for me if I'm even doing something like this to just have a, a notepad just to be like, all right, I want to jog back to this rather than yeah. you know, typing it in on the phone. But yeah. Writing can be fun. It's like more kinesthetic. Like you're actually part of it and then you can do little illustrations, but I, like handwriting is what I meant, but, yeah. but, but ultimately it's just about the quickness of, of, of getting it down. Like I'm right. a faster typer than at this point than I am, than I am a handwriter <laughs> and, and erasing or words and just making sure crossing it out. It's like, I don't want to come back and just see this like mess, yes, you know, you it's, may it's, or may it's not like, be where able do to I decode? start with this? This is like, <laughs> not inspiring <laughs> this is telling me that i might not want to go down this path if there's all these scribbles all over the place and no one you know, can't, don't even know where to start but and some of some actually my i don't know some songs are easier than others i'll leave it i'll leave it at that and as, as far as constructing so i know you're uh you're a school teacher by day i'm curious what you uh do you feel like that being around kids and stuff all the time keeps you in touch with something or maybe continues to to fuel the the fire for your own creativity being around that yeah, energy no, right all the now time? right now the answer is is no because yeah, i know it's because it's virtual like a lot of it's virtual and and it's starting to trickle back but but yeah in general um it's nice uh i think it does keep that that a bit of youthfulness in there um i'm i'm i I'd like to think I'm a little more hip to, to what's going on on a teenage level. Um, I would think so. If you're around that culture all the time, you yeah. gotta hear them talking yeah. about shit and referencing things right. and maybe even putting music into the, the zeitgeist for you. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, but I, you know, it's an, Eng- I'm an English teacher and, um, that is really where the connection meets for me, where it's acceptable in my, in my mind. And, and I, Except, well, not even acceptable, but it expands in my mind. I mean, I, I get to I get to expose these kids to art and you know literature that I love, and and um, so 
you know, we'll be looking at poems and stuff. And to me, it's just all con- like all one thing. And that's really like the, the general premise of how, what I try to communicate. I'm not sure it always works with, with teenagers because, you know, teenagers, that's how no one, no one wants to be told anything when they're a teenager. But, yeah. but I try to communicate sure. that idea of like, yeah, the connectivity of all things, like the art. And um, as, a, as a profession that I, I could get behind, so to speak, I, I was, I was, I welcome that. And I still do. I love like just finding new poems and, and then I'm connecting that. And then certain poems, like I can read a poem and be like inspired to, you know, Oh, this is, I love that concept. I can't believe that dude wrote that, you know? And then that, you know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm being creative at home, you know, when I get, when I'm done or whatever. So it's a good, it's a good spot. I, I really like it. And, uh, the, the youthfulness, I don't know. I hope so. I like to think it does. I'm not sure if it does. I mean, we we're all, it's all it's all catching up to us, but I, I but I, yeah, I'm around kids a lot, so it's good. Do they know that you you like play music and you pursue this kind of thing outside they of do. being I think the school like teacher? When I was when I was younger, I was a little more um, secretive about it. I don't wouldn't call it insecure. I just didn't. I was trying to like make sure that maybe like like I was more professional early on, yeah, younger and just fresh to the the deal, and and now. Um, yeah, now they fo- they totally know. I try to I try to like I try to hook them into my Spotify. Yeah. And, like share the link and, and they're always like just it's it's a funny reaction, you know. There's they're all usually like blown away and then I find like I have a handful of kids who are who are usually like they're like fans, you know, by the end of of, of the school year or semester or week or whatever and because they're they're music fans or something. Yeah. So they dive a little deeper and they know they'll reference songs and stuff and and um and then I usually play, like for all of my classes at the at the very. I won't. I won't do. I, they all ask me to cut, like do it like early, and I'm like no. Nah. So it's always like the last day of the year. That's what I do. Instead of like giving finals, I yeah. don't give finals. I just I just play songs. <laughs> I got. I don't think I'm gonna do it this year though. It's just too. The relationships just got messed up this year. It's just yeah. it, it, something happened weirdly, and it's a bummer for the kids. It's just it, it really sucks, but. Um, the virtual thing has been been tough it's been hard i gotta imagine it's cool for the for the kids that play music in any form to like have that connection with you because i my favorite high school teacher this dude mr williams monty williams r.i.p passed away maybe five or six years ago but he played he was in bands and like he like you know even before he was teacher he was he was in the Spiderworks band. They would tour with like Offspring and shit. And like, he would play all the. He was kind of like this grungy punk rock dude who was our English teacher. Yeah, and that's great. He would show up to our shows in like high school, and he was just like such a. I don't know. He was like somebody I felt like I genuinely connected with at that age in school, where I was like, "Yeah, this this guy like gives a fuck about like what I'm doing outside of here. Right. You know, like what I actually care about right now. Yeah, and not just like." what we're even reading in his class necessarily, you know, right. we're like bullshitting about music on the side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I, yeah, I've had that, you know, or just talking about guitars or amps with kids and I've, I've had one kid, you know, trying to figure out, he's trying to figure out, um, you know, getting, he's a piano player, songwriter, and he wants to, you know, record his, his spot, you know, his stuff and, and where to go and, and how to do that. Like what, what does that even mean? Like I have to get a studio. I have to, you know, cause you know, we don't know those things right. when you're, when you're, when you're that young and, and, uh, 
So I've tried my best to do it. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's every year is different and different batch of kids and they, they like some take to it. Some, some couldn't care less. And yeah, so that's, it's like, I, I'm, Sometimes I'm like, how do you not care about it? <laughs> You're t- but, but it's no, I, I, it's cool to have those ones that are just like, oh, I'm into this, you know. And I got one kid this year. He keeps, yeah, he'll, he'll like, he's, he, it's all on, you know, Zoom or something. But I'll, just, I'll say something, and he'll be like, how could. You know, you're the traditionist. Like, what? How is this even? You know, and I'll ask a question, and they'll still <laughs> refer to me as the traditionist, which is kind of that's awesome. Kind of thing. Well, I fucking love your music, man. I'm I'm way into it, and I feel like every song on this new record, this is not how it happened, could be like every single one could be the single. And thinking about like song Steve and playing the episode, I was just like, yeah, we could just it doesn't matter which one we play. They're all very cool and have their, their own groove and, and dynamic to them. Right. Well, I, I, I appreciate it. I do. I, I, I'm glad that, that it's coming off that way. I really am. I, that's the goal. I mean, I, I, I hope that others feel the same way. I, I know I'm proud of it. I, I, I had a good time making it and, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's all I can ask for is other, other people to enjoy it and, find find the same type of type of love that i had for it while i was doing it yeah man you and tim are are doing something right together so i appreciate it and it's uh it's always nice for me to just get a little insight into the into the process and where it comes from always gives me a a different attachment to the music even leaving here and listening to it it'll it'll feel different just kind of knowing some of the the insides and outs of it and just like getting to know you a little bit is is always a cool opportunity so i just appreciate you yeah, taking absolutely. the time to, to chat about it too we'll do we'll let's let's, let's do it the next time around let's more, do it. more stuff is coming <laughs> good, I, I, good. I promise i promise awesome. i'm stoked <laughs> i'm stoked to hear man yeah. seriously this is uh one of my favorite records of the year so far Heck and yeah i appreciate that. I'll, awesome. I'll keep geeking out on and and yeah just a great record to to throw on and not have to worry about skipping any tracks on it for sure so awesome that's great uh, I want to play it out with a uh, picture without a frame. Cool. This yeah. is uh, definitely one of my favorite tunes on the record and uh, lyrically and musically. So very cool. Yeah. That was, it was almost, that was almost the album title, but I last minute I changed it. I got a, I got a, some input from a friend and, and it had an impact apparently. It did. It was, <laughs> was Halverson, but yeah. oh. <laughs> He had to throw it out there, but it, and it was a good, it was a good idea. He doesn't have many. It seemed like a good idea until you told me it was his. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll play it out with that jam. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh, keep up with what you're doing and awesome. definitely encourage people to add this to your Spotify libraries or your iTunes, wherever you are listening to music digitally, this is available and, uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is it's a program. So if we could get the traditionist, yeah, thanks it's for a program. Me. It's a program. He nailed it, everybody. And, uh, yeah. Backstreet Brewery is where we're doing this thing. If you're, if you're local yep. to the, uh, the Orange County, Southern California, pop into here, grab yourself a beer and, uh, we're playing it out with this picture without a frame off the, uh, 
This is not how it happened record from the traditionist. All those links in the episode notes. And that is the Jelly Jams. And we will catch you on the flip side. Portland, Orange County, wherever you're listening to this thing. I remember what you say. Or maybe my mother. How you can't feel love. If you can't let go. Can't hold on to what you can't control, and that was it. That was all I ever needed to be rich, to be rich, to be everything you wanted, like a picture without. Shout out to Distro Kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to Distro Kid for their support of this thing. And make sure you go into the episode notes and find that Distro Kid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership with Distro Kid, making their 
already affordable prices, even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to DistroKid. Stay up, stay tuned.